Welcome back, everyone, to the next episode of the Keep It Open podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mitchell. And today, 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 we are talking about the metaverse. The metaverse. The Almost metaverse. a part two to our last, our last episode. Yeah, I was going to say the same. It's kind of uh, dovetailing nicely off of our last conversation, which, if you missed it, was about virtual reality. Um, mm -hmm. So today, we're going to kind of bridge that gap and talk about the rising metaverse, uh, what it is, what it means, um, and then also, you know, its uh, connections to things like cryptocurrency and NFTs, which are, you know, going to be a foundational part of the uh, metaverse economy. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. And I, I, as we're recording this, the the meta announcement, I think, was made about a week ago. About a week, yeah. Maybe, and maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And so now, the, you know, people are just now sort of digesting it and... Yep kind of understanding what's what's happening so we're excited to kind of talk about oh absolutely and, and i'll also note that our last podcast we did we kind of called it these things yeah you're right we, Mitch. this yeah. is recorded weeks ahead of the meta release so. yeah it's funny you know now that you mention it i remember sending you the article uh of the announcement and being like dude and you're like we called it <laughs> yeah. we kind of did yeah we, we kind of did we, we kind of predicted uh yeah. Yeah. facebook's move oh 100 100 and, uh, you know, before we jump into this uh, really, you know, robust topic for the day, uh, I got to ask, is it rude? It's always a good question, Aaron. So today, well, so over the weekend, I flew uh, on a plane for the first time since COVID started. Okay. All right. And, you know, some things are the same, but some things never change. Sure. So I yeah. was in the middle seat on on the flight. Oh, no. And I am, I'm curious your opinions on on the etiquette. From the middle uh, yeah. seat yeah of course so when you're when you've got the middle seat you know what what liberty do you have on arm room on mm. the elbows you know mm, yes. on leg room you yes. know how much you know how much leg room and then what about um you know looking out looking out the window you kind of have to look past the eyes of right of the person next to you right right uh you know all those things so yeah and, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts first so when okay. i was sitting in the middle um, and i so I, was, I was in between two two you know two bigger dudes like they were right. they weren't okay. um you know like obese or anything but they were they're big dudes and and um say i was probably chest, i'm 510 and and i was the smallest guy in the row okay okay got it got so it. and they're we had broad shoulders we all had broad some, shoulders some, so. some, some thick boys some chunky boys yeah 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 <laughs> and so you know i think that they did the right etiquette thing oh. uh and they gave me both armrests so the left see. and the right, which which I agree with. I think that if you're on the window, you know, you got you got liberty on the entire window side. If you're on the aisle, you can like kind of stick your arm, leg out the aisle. But the middle, you're kind of stuck. And so they gave me both. I didn't use both the whole time, but but they gave me both armrests, which is which is very nice. Um, I found myself looking out the window and I had to cross the guy's uh gaze the guy's eye contact yeah. yes a little, little bit weird um but i like looking out the window a lot yeah so hey i did that and then for for leg room you know we were um we were probably all a little uncomfortable just because we got you know we got probably got wide sitting stances yeah and, um, yeah you need need the had leg room wide, and, uh, yeah. yeah you know we had a lot of thigh touching a lot of you know accidental <laughs> knee bumping here and there you know but it was uh, overall, I think I think they're pretty pretty good etiquette wise. Sounds like you got a good weekend and didn't really have to pay too much for it. <laughs> I paid <laughs> just an arm and a leg for the ticket. But. Nice, nice. Got an arm and a leg, a knee, an elbow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, honestly, uh, you know, I think I think it, it varies, but I will say that uh, the middle seat can be precarious, uh, especially mm. depending on who your you know partners are in the aisle. Uh, Generally, what I try to do is figure out who is preferential to what side of their chair. So, like, mm -hmm. if I'm in the middle seat and both people are leaning left, we got an issue. That's rude. You know what I mean? That's rude. 100%. Like, you're giving me nothing to work with here, guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. That's just brutal. That is rude. That is 100% that is rude. Now, if you can come to some sort of unspoken agreement, like you did with uh, your fellas in, in the row, then I don't think there's anything uh, rude about, you know, them taking the left armrest or the right armrest, letting you have both. I think that's reasonable because like you said, you know, aisle seat can kind of eke out a little bit and then, you know, window seat and kind of lean over there and you're, you're good. You got the wall of the plane, right? Uh, the wall of the cabin yep. to, to support you. So 
Yeah, I think uh, the only time I would say that it's rude is if they're uh, smushing you, like the inside of an Oreo. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. If yeah. they're using both the both the, the internal le- armrests, yeah, yeah, armrest, yeah. That's, that's pretty rude. That's man. pretty freaking rude. Now, let's, let's be honest, man. <laughs> Flying uh, commercial is never enjoyable unless you're in uh, business class, right? Like, it's just, yeah, it's 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 never a good experience. I've really never had a good experience on a plane. My general rule of thumb is to drink the night before, wake up get to the airport, drink at the airport, get on the plane, drink <laughs> on the plane, and then fall asleep until I'm at my destination. I do oh, not man. like flying. I've flown quite a bit in my life. I'm not a fan. Um, Jeez, I've yeah. only been business class. That's a good method. Yeah, right? <laughs> Basically just uh, <laughs> copious amounts of anesthetic until you reach your destination. Um, I have flown uh, business class, first class. I don't even know what you call it anymore, right? I think it's business class now. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. Term. Sometimes I think there's a business and then another a first class beyond first that, class depending ride, on the, but... the size of the plane, right? Mm-hmm. Generally, mm-hmm. most planes these days it's just a business class, right? The front right, right. like couple rows are separated, yeah, maybe five yeah. rows, right, right? Yeah. So I flew once uh, growing up, and I haven't flown since. I went on vacation with my friend's family uh, to Bermuda, and uh, quite a well-off family. And we get to the airport. I had no idea. Uh, we get on the plane and we're in like the second row on the plane, like in the big cushy leather seats. Right. Mm-hmm. I look at my friend's mm-hmm. mom and I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. I'm like, but really? <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Someone going to boot us out of here? I was like, are we stealing? Like, is this like a movie theater kind of, if they don't show up deal? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I'll tell you, that was, that was one flight. Obviously I was like, I don't know, 16. So like I wasn't drinking, mm-hmm. but that was one flight that I would not want to sleep through. Cause that is just. It's comfortable. It's nice. You got leg room. You got arm room. They bring yeah, you nice. like, you know, hot towels and stuff. And like, I mean, oh, it's, wow, a, really? it's a whole different experience. I mean, this was years ago. I've never so it, maybe yeah, it's, maybe yeah. it's changed, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually a decent experience. The one thing I haven't done yet, hmm. though, is fly private. And I really want to do that at least once before then. Like a my, private my jet or something? Yeah, I haven't gone private yet. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I've, I, I still need, I have yet to fly business class, so... I'm oh, one step I'm ahead of you, man. We gotta, we gotta, yeah. we gotta fix yeah. this. Yeah, I need to get some, some uh, uh, wealthier friends, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just gotta find some of these uh, cryptocurrency investors and NFT, yeah. uh, uh, you know, collectors. That's what we gotta get, gotta yeah, uh, okay. get into, man. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, but, uh, moving on, the metaverse, right? Um, yep. I'm thinking I'm just going to give a, a brief little overview to any of our listeners or viewers that aren't fully familiar sure, with what yeah. it is. Um, I think most of us by now, if we spend a lot of time on the Internet and are kind of dialed into, you know, the technological uh, advancement of our of our time is uh, video games. Right. And so the first step in, in the metaverse, obviously, is uh, game realities, game universes. So a VR chat, um, other VR games, or even just like we talked about in the last podcast, MMOs, even though it's two dimensional, um, it's still a universe. And uh, Mm -hmm. many, many gamers and people that, you know, invest their time in these universes will agree. It is a thriving economy and a community and a social space. And, you know, there is a class system. And I'm not talking about whether you're a demon hunter or a paladin, uh, you know, in terms of like accomplishment money, you know, renown, status, it, it is, there is a structure to these things. Um, and so basically, you know, it's the metaverse isn't just a combination uh, of game universes. It's actually a combination of virtual reality, augmented reality, and physical reality. Um, and the word meta actually comes from Greek, meaning beyond. So metaverse, beyond universe, right? Mm. Um, and that's kind of the equal and opposite to, uh, the multiverse, which is, you know, Mm. something that's being discussed and studied and even in fiction talked about and stuff like that, uh, within Mm -hmm. our own reality. So Mm -hmm. that's a high level overview of the metaverse. And, uh, yeah, we can kind of start to dive into a little bit more about it. So I don't know if you want to start us off, Mitch. Yeah. You know, so what you mentioned there with, you know, starting with video games, what I learned from i think the you know the keynote and then some i watched some videos about people analyzing the keynote yeah um i didn't know that this space was so thriving before with video games there oh, yeah. you know other companies with billions of dollars invested in this yep i guess what i'm trying to understand is they're building their own metaverses yes. right and then now you've got facebook a behemoth comes in yep and is looking to now build 
their the, version of the metaverse, the, right, the, metaverse. the de facto yeah. man of metaverse. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. now, you know, we, we get to the question of is Facebook or, or meta rather yep. building the new, the brave new world. Yeah. Facebook or meta rather is building a world where they define yep. rules. They define, yep. um, you know, I mean, not, not quite laws, but in this virtual world, mm. they will be the governing uh, body. No, it is. It's laws. Okay. Laws. Yeah. It's laws. Um, and, and I'll you know, tell you, I'll tell you why building. in a second. Okay. Okay. Yep. The, you know, they're, they're pushing for a creator driven um, space, creator driven economy. Right. They, right. I mean, they want people to create, they want to be the, the platform for other people to create these things. Yeah. But when you control the, I mean, the land that we stand on, when you control the, the, the you know, the, the, the government within this, um, this universe, yeah. you, you control the world. And, and then when there's real economy attached to that and real, um, you yeah. know, harm and real pleasure and, and everything yeah. associated, you start yeah. to control society. So I think that, that that was all interesting to me knowing that, you know, there are these many metaverses that are being trying to be built. And Facebook comes in is trying to giant. Yeah. Is stepping yeah. into the arena conglomerate and, or really bring them under one and then and now they're yeah. being able to define our new world and it's very possible that they will have success in terms of maybe gobbling up some of the smaller companies that are you know building these sure. metaverses or you know uh i don't want to use the word bullying but uh influencing others to join uh meta mm -hmm. um whether mm -hmm. it be by check or other methods um but the one well, thing, thing about a network uh, Oh, so go ahead. No, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the one thing I want to bring up is, you know, you made a really good point, right? When they have the ability to be the law and enforce the law and define the law, there's one thing worse. They have the power to deny you access. Mm. So beyond being able to control what you do and what mm. you make and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it's very common in video games for people to get banned. If that ties back to the real world in a you know true setting, like you said, with connections to real money and real you know power or happiness or sadness or whatever it is, when this metaverse hits that point of critical mass and it's no longer just a fun alternate reality to live in, but it actually affects your real life, they could remove your access, therefore nullifying your time your successes, your your wealth within that universe, the metaverse, all mm. of it can just be snapped up and say, you don't own this anymore. This is ours now. Have you heard of the idea of a, of a social currency mm -hmm. yeah. or, or like a, um, you know, we're assigned a, a social status or a social sure. number ranking, right? Yes. Um, it's, it, it's, it's super present with this kind of thing where Definitely. you you in this kind of world you you would build a status right you might oh, even yeah. have relationships here and it's all oh, tied yeah. to your avatar your yep. profile yep your bank account right yeah and then the the old i mean this this is the great equalizer where they mm -hmm. could then pull the plug on you yep and you know deprive you of all that status that you've built up yeah. maybe even real money maybe even yeah. Real, I mean, if you're married in the metaverse and they yep. pull the plug, and yep. you don't have, I mean, what happens to that relationship? What happens? Right? And then, uh, yeah, denying access and, and is... So um, there's a lot of a lot of things that need really to go, go into this, right? A lot of thought that needs to go into this and a lot of yeah. uh, protections for the users because, you know, uh, I can tell you right now, like, for example, across multiple video games that I play, I mean, I have probably over the years thousands of dollars in video mm. games. And, and not mm -hmm. just in the purchase of the game, right? Not just the purchase to play, but the purchase of skins, for example, Valorant, CSGO. Mm -hmm. You get gun skins and they release them every couple of weeks. And, you know, sometimes they're not my taste and sometimes they are. And I will spend 70 or 100 bucks for seven to eight weapon skins. Right. And those are now tied to my account. I have access. I own those digital items that bring me joy and happiness, Right. When I log into my account and I can look through all my skins, you know, okay, I'm not feeling this one today. Let me switch up to this one. Yeah, that feels good. I'm ready to play now. So they provide, mm -hmm. you know, something more than just, ooh, that's pretty, right? Like, it's also a collector thing. Like, League of Legends, 
people play skin roulette, which is, you know, I won't go into all the details, but League of Legends has a very intricate purchasing system and unlocking all of the different heroes or, you know, legends, uh, whatever you, you know, want to call them. I'm going to get some hate for not calling them the right thing, but whatever. Um, unlocking all of them and getting the, you know, really rare skins, the expensive skins. Like, I, I know my roommate has probably five grand worth of stuff in League of Legends. Whoa, jeez. Over the last 10 years. Yeah. Wow. So in the moment, it's not like a massive investment. He's not taking five grand and, and throwing it at the game in one sitting. It's a collective mm -hmm. uh, investment of not just money, but of time. Now, mm -hmm. he might have $5,000 in that game, but I can guarantee you he's probably got about 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th I think what we're going to see is uh, those two things start to meet. Mm. I think we're going to start to see the amount of time spent in a game is going to start to be equal to your earnings. Mm. And by that, you mean how... In the metaverse. How much time you've spent in this metaverse society, or, or you know, let's say it starts with a game, that will then translate to, to real value associated with your profile. Yeah, or your avatar. I think so. And I think that that's kind of where we can loop in the discussion of cryptocurrency and NFTs and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, if there's more we want to talk about here before we kind of, you know, cannonball into the pool, we can. But, yeah. Yeah. I, well, still on this topic, I, you know, when I was watching this, the keynote by, by Mark Zuckerberg, and I was think I was watching a summary video, actually. He... You know, everything he mentions, he paints it in a great light. Like, oh, oh my course, gosh, we're going to have so many jobs yeah, for yeah. people. This is the new, I mean, you're going to be able to connect people around the world. Listen like, to me, I am Zuckerbot. <laughs> Dude, okay, can we talk about how in that video also... He's an he android? like a robot. Yeah, he's an android. Is he? Yeah. No, in the video or in real life? No, like he's an android. Like it's confirmed. No, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, okay, all right, all right. No, but in the video, he looks like he does. Um, he, he yeah, he looks like an avatar. I don't know if it's the the shiny skin tone or something, but he, I think he they looks... may have kind of tried to go for that and to like mm -hmm. subconsciously get people to like start to accept like a quasi realistic version of themselves, or maybe okay. it was a projection of him. I actually haven't dug that deep, but yes, I do agree with you that there was. Uh, it just looked off, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. an uncanny valley like. Is that human? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when yeah. you're like questioning it, you're like, my gut's saying no. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too I don't know. I know his movements are kind of weird in real life they anyway, are. but yeah, uh, but Android, his, his movements like are just said. odd. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so what I wanted to I guess and this probably ties into the next thing too. Yeah, but, sure. You know, there's if we think about edge cases, right? That the yeah. one one on one end of the spectrum nobody's in vr yet right and yeah. we've passed that point you know there are obviously people in vr right doing things currently well i mean yeah just a quick interlude some of our comments mm -hmm. on um uh tiktok and instagram about our previous uh one about virtual reality you know my clip mm -hmm. of us me saying hey within the next uh, maybe 10 years maybe less this could be the norm right people were saying no it's happening it's now and so right. you know some people already are invested in this like some people this mm -hmm. is this is real to them now obviously you and i were talking a more of a broad widespread, widespread adoption, adoption. Yeah. yeah but you know sure. it's it, yeah to some people this is this is already happening this is now so yeah, yeah. and you're right right so you know this, that's one edge case that it, we're, we're just now dipping our toes into these things right from a widespread widespread adoption yeah. perspective right yeah. there's might be some people who are living in this but where along that line you know how many years how long does it take to get to everybody all the time is in vr yeah you know, we talked about it last time maybe you're hooked up maybe you've got the headset on eight yeah. to ten twelve fifteen hours a day yeah you're living this right you, you're, you're living spending it. time with friends and yep. you're working in the metaverse yep is that you know philosophically is that a world that you know, that we want to, to be in and be a part of? Well, I mean, you know, uh, that also spins the debate off in a whole other way. Um, you know, if you talk about like civilizations and the tiers of civilizations and what is it, Kurzgatz has a really good video. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'll put the link in the uh, description below. But um, they talk about the barriers that civilizations have to go through to grow or, I mean, survive as they expand. Mm. And uh, one theory in all of that is that highly advanced civilizations, when they reach a certain point, um, put themselves into a virtual world where hmm. they can control what happens. 
Um, hmm. Because our universe is so chaotic and unpredictable um, that a virtual world, theoretically, could be a utopia. Hmm. Because we could make it so without having to answer to the uh, chaotic and unpredictable nature of the universe. Because the universe is cold, let's be real. Right. The universe right. doesn't care about life or, you know, how much money is in your bank account or what car you drive or how happy you are and, you know, what you're going to have for dinner. The universe is chaos. So right. there is a theory that, you know, if done correctly, um, going into a virtual world is something an intelligent civilization would do and probably should like the to live in a virtual world is probably a lot more efficient than yeah supplying you know mm -hmm. resources for right. a 320 million dollar right. country or a 320 million person um country yeah yeah and, and so you, again but that's you know that's a whole another sci-fi discussion right and i guess like the points that come to my mind that i'll just rattle off here is we would have to construct some kind of structure like like a planet where we all either have bodies or do not. Our consciousness is either uploaded or stored, whether, like I said, we're, we're still in our bodies and we're cryogenically frozen and connected or our consciousnesses have evolved to a point where we are bodiless or again, I'm, I'm going out there, man. But, you know, again, like to, to fully integrate an entire civilization into a virtual world. You have to say goodbye to the real world. Yeah. So basically, like, you know, we would have to have almost infinite supplies of energy to do mm -hmm. that. So we'd have to construct something like a Dyson sphere around a star to harvest mm -hmm. just massive harvest quantities energy, of yeah. energies <clears throat> over extended periods of time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we'd have to have a structure that's capable of moving from star to star over mm -hmm. time. Right. And I mean, this not a structure, a fucking mega structure. I mean, mm -hmm. probably the size of a small planet um, mm -hmm. or if not medium. Um, and then, yeah, all the other technology that goes into it. Right. Like to fully integrate a civilization into a virtual world is a choice because mm -hmm. you're either one foot in or you're one foot out. If you're one foot in, one foot out, then some people still have to have jobs that provide the energy and the food and, you know, all the other resources that we need to survive in the real world. Right. So this yeah. is a little bit that that idea is a little bit new to me, um, to be honest. But where I see that going from what you mentioned is a society like the United States yeah. moving toward, you know, a metaverse virtual society. Yeah. And then farming out this need for technology food etc to other, other nations or countries right yeah and and we yeah. create that's value and money off of digital things and entertainment then we pay them and for, yeah yeah right and we pay them that is know, a real very, currency dude yeah because uh, i mean we're the, the civilizations on this planet are getting further and further apart at, you know that's just that's just rapidly it's just a fact i mean yeah the, the rate at which we're advancing i mean versus some, some other countries, countries over in africa right and yeah that they would need to have, make you know jump leaps and bounds to get to where we're at and yeah. we're progressing further or faster than they are even though all the everything's available it's, you it's know it's sad to say it's sad the way to the, say the way the world works unfortunately <clears throat> yeah and it's just you know it's a side note sidebar but it, it it hurts man like i think about that stuff probably more often than i should <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's um it's horrible that uh, as as a civilization, as human beings, I don't think that we have crossed the point where we can look around and say we are all the same, regardless oh. of religion, yeah, sex, not. creed, color, everything, putting it all aside and saying we accept each other for our uniqueness and our difference, but we love each other and we're mm -hmm. going to work together for the betterment of everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people would say that that's communist or socialist. It's not. <laughs> It's just yeah. not. That's, that's just, just being human. Being, thank you. That is just being human. And so I think that's also a big impediment in yeah. some of the steps coming up for humanity. That mm -hmm. gap is going to be exploited if things don't change. Like you said, it will be exploited. Yeah. And, and not just, I see, I mean, I can envision a world where it's not even um, just between the U.S. and other countries, even within the United States, oh, there are yeah. poor states and there are oh, wealthy yeah. states, right? Oh, yeah. And massive within gaps states in wealth are, in America, yeah, right. Poor communities and wealthy communities. Yeah. I mean, who 
I, I, I think realistically, a next step is we could have this virtual world and then farm out these other tasks, these, these um, necessary, what, what do they call them during the pandemic? Uh, essential, essential, essential workers, workers right? Yeah, essential yeah. tasks, essential workers. Yeah. I mean, it's all, yeah. that was just a marketing scheme to get yeah. people to keep working, but, but, um, but, you know, farm those out to yeah. um, poor communities within the United States and yeah. provide, I mean, under the guise of providing them work while providing the necessary things to keep this other society. Right. Running. A society of comfort and joy and mm -hmm. living dreams and experiencing mm -hmm. a reality beyond this one. I mean, yeah. so the metaverse can have pros and cons, right? And we're kind of <laughs> juggling a little bit back and forth between those right now, but at a high level, um, it would be fun. There's no denying that, right? Well, let's um, talk about, yeah, let's talk about the pros and cons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just kind of wanted to, to, to you know, just yeah. polarize it real quick and just kind of, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so on the pro side, it would be, it would be super fun. It'd be fun, fun yeah. right? It would it'd bring people together. It'd be super fun. You'd be able to do things that you could not do in, in real life, right? Like, who mm -hmm. knows? You might be able to fly. You might be able to oh, shoot lasers fly. from your eyes. You might be able yeah. to travel to an alien planet and ride a dragon. I don't right. know. Cool shit. Nerd shit. Yeah. Stuff that yeah, most awesome. people <laughs> don't even realize they want to do until they're yeah. staring at it. And they're like, holy shit, I want to I want to do, do that. that. And then, yeah. you know, it can improve things. Right. So it can improve the work at home. It can improve mm -hmm. homeschooling. I mean, imagine, right, like you're at home, you're working, but you get to go into the office. You see mm -hmm. your people, you see, you know, your your friends and your coworkers. You get to sit down at a desk and you're in a community. You're in a social setting. You're not right. just connecting over Zoom in a two dimensional thing. You are there. So those right. are some positive things. All right. The other side. Not as glamorous. Um, not as glamorous. Addiction. Mm -hmm. people are already addicted to their screens you know but even with addiction I, I was thinking about this earlier too about on the on the negative front is addiction would that even be a problem oh absolutely it, but well i guess i mean it would be like saying you're addicted to just living life right now right like if this if more people than not are in this metaverse yeah, yeah living working right? right and you're just in it 12 hours a day like maybe you're addicted right but you're just in it and i think i think the addiction comes from if you're neglecting responsibility right the term mm, addiction in, means, in the real world yeah perhaps or maybe even in that maybe world in the metaverse yeah okay maybe you have a maybe it's gone far enough <laughs> where you can dog. have <laughs> maybe it's gone far enough right let's say that that you you have a job in the metaverse that actually pays your bills right mm-hmm but you're too busy on planet Drogor fighting raid bosses. And oh, I didn't show up to work today mm -hmm. because you'll be able to do both. Theoretically, in this metaverse, you'll be able to relax and play and enjoy your time and make money. Theoretically, right now, if the right. two of those are bridged, like if somehow you can get paid to be some high level questing, you know, in the, in the gaming sector of this metaverse then cool. But if you mm -hmm. have some kind of quote unquote <coughs> corporate job, in the metaverse or something along those lines, you still have to show up. So if you become addicted to one part of the metaverse and it's you're shirking your responsibilities in another, then yeah, I would say that that is, that is a, a con for sure. Mm. One of the other big cons that I was thinking about, which we, we already kind of touched on, was that this world is a created world. Yes. It's an artificial world yes. that was created by corporations, which are made up by of humans. And yep. so at the end of the day, you know, there are humans making decisions on how and things why operate and, in the world. Yep. And those humans have biases and those oh, humans yeah. have their own interests. And, yep. um, you know, it's naive to, to think that any organization or group of people can have like an unbiased um, way of, yeah. of building or yeah. creating this world. It's kind of like what we touched on in the virtual reality episode where I was where we were discussing how... Um, who created the world? Is mm. it is it open to the user or are you mm -hmm. playing within someone's sandbox? Someone else's rules, and, right. And, and they're in control ultimately. Um, mm -hmm. So again, yeah, that's a huge component. And not to mention, people love to exploit in games or digital environments. Mm. People love to mm -hmm. break the rules at risk of getting banned. Mm -hmm. um, but there's ways around that, um, depending on the 
universe. Mm. So yeah, people, you know, that could also be a huge con. Let's say that you're doing real well in the universe and then someone finds a way to hack you or mm -hmm. trick you or scam you, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're down bad yeah. <laughs> in the metaverse and then right. by the transient property in the real world. So these are yeah. all things that definitely have to be considered. Um, also, separation from nature. Mm. Loss of uh, time, right? Right. Like you put on your headset and then you take it off, like you said, 12 hours later and you're like, oh shit, mm -hmm. where'd my day go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of plays that, into addiction a little bit too. It's like, yeah, you're devoted, you know? That nature piece too is, is, um, is interesting. You know, it's been studied, right? That humans need some level of, of yeah. nature exposure to the outside world. And, yeah. Sunlight. Um, right. Yeah. Sunlight. Now I wonder you know, how much of that is like tactile and like you need to smell and like feel that. Mm. And how much of that is just like, what if you got such a phenomenal sensory experience in your brain? Yeah. That would it tricked your mind into telling it? Does it, does it like actually a placebo matter? effect? Yeah. And it, yeah like, right. <laughs> I mean, I know that obviously like, you know, people like me that stay inside a lot and play video games and sit in front of a screen, we have generally a vitamin D deficiency from lack of mm -hmm. sunlight. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of that stuff, you know, you can make that up with vitamins. Um, mm -hmm. You can take supplements. Uh, so, you know, but there is a, it's kind of a meme phrase in the gaming community, but when you've been playing for a really long time and uh, you're either just exhausted or you're tilted, which means that you're like raging because things aren't going your mm -hmm. way or whatever, um, people will say like, man, you need to go touch some grass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which means get the fuck away from your computer. Go do something else. You know, like yeah. go outside. Go get something to eat. Like right. literally go step outside and breathe some fresh air. I don't know. Right. Just stop yeah. playing the fucking game for a minute. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah. you know, that's definitely a thing. And so I, I think that with all things, a balance is important. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, to your point, cannot answer whether or not it would be enough. Mm. like stepping out into the sunlight on a beach in the virtual mm -hmm. world, would that be enough for your brain to process and say, okay, I got my touching grass moment. I can go mm. back to, you know, being clear headed and feeling good. I don't know. And then there's also the question of overstimulation. That's what I was going to bring up. When you talking about the beach just now made me think of on the, on the flip side, right is the real experience ever going to be enough after you've been stimulated in such a way? The imperfections of the real world will pale world. in comparison. Right. Sand up the pants. Like that sucks at the beach. You know, <laughs> you can but... just turn off a setting. No, sand. no <laughs> sand. I don't want to feel the sand. I hate sand. I hate sand. Yeah. People are like, let's yeah. go to the beach. I'm like, have fun. Like, I I like I'll it. sit inside and play video yeah, games. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit in the beach house and I'll cook and I'll drink. And when you guys come back from sitting on in the sand, which is horrible, I uh -huh. will serve food and we'll drink and we'll have a great time. Now, I do love I do love the ocean. I do love going in the water, but I hate the sand. Fucking hate yeah. it. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you know, is that will that will that real experience? And I don't just mean nature, right? Yeah, I, I was thinking about relationships. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like sexual mm -hmm. things um, mm -hmm. with um, just food. Like you'll be yeah. able, like, if you can trick your brain into thinking these things, do you um, lose the ability to enjoy those things in real life? And I think we're not. You don't need to be a fully integrated society to have that problem. That no. problem can exist <clears throat> not at all. Pretty soon, that would exist pretty soon. Again, like. You know, now we're definitely getting into the next step of the tech, right? So right now we've only got the two senses. We've got um, sight and hearing, right? We've only mm -hmm. got two of the five. And so mm -hmm. we still have a few big ones that need to be pioneered before I think we're at risk of any of that. But mm -hmm. that'll come quick and it'll come oh. hard. Oh, come hard. Coomers, come hard. any Coomers in the chat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but oh, no, it's going to, uh, I was just making a little joke there, but yeah, the sexual part of things is, is going to come fast. Like it, it it's going to hit the virtual world probably as soon as it can. Um, yeah. Yeah. the consumption sure of pornography of that, and, sure. and all that stuff is, is huge in our world today. Uh, the internet is full of it. Uh, mm -hmm. what is it? If I'm not misquoting rule 34, is that correct? 
Is it rule 34? I don't know what that is. Uh, yes. So rule 34 of the internet is uh, that if it exists, there will be porn. Mm. And that is an internet thing. Um, hmm. And so, again, like... Uh, I 100% agree that overstimulation is going to be a massive pitfall of the metaverse. Um, yeah. It already is. It already is, right, which, I mean, with, with not just the pornography subject, but... Everything. I mean, I mean, every Instagram, every YouTube yeah. thing that we're, when we're, we're can all, I interest you in something all the time? Kind yeah, of thing, we're right? already, the, yeah, Bo Burnham, yeah. The Bo Burnham, right? We're already but, you know, overstimulated. They're, they're, yeah. They're talking about the incredibly thin, like, coating or latex that goes around your skin and yeah. can vibrate and can, can um, you know, Tactile. apply pressure and, yep. and just, you know, how, I mean, that's you. only, that's a few years away, right? Which is, oh, yeah. which is really scary, but, uh, and then, and then you get taste and then you get smell and, um and and then you're in the matrix and then you're and then you're in the matrix i mean it's not far from it it's man. not it's really not yeah 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 which is and then that's another philosophical question of is it better to just be in the matrix um, right some would say yes. red pill um, blue pill maybe i think i think the more realistic thing as as you put forth is the hybrid I think that mm-hmm. before we go, you know, full tilt into this brave new world of the metaverse with all five senses and, you know, ready and rearing to go is we're going to get kind of a half in half out scenario where yeah. maybe, you know, for some people like you and me, maybe we go in at night for a few hours or we hop in on the weekend for a concert or whatever, you know, we, we plug in for a couple drinks with the buddies or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And because... Jimmy lives in California and Mike lives in New York and Sarah lives in Japan and we all want to hang out. So the best way to do it, the metaverse. Um, I will say that was one of the biggest pros for me. I mean, there's oh, yeah. not a good way to hang out with people who live across the world. No. There's not like, you know, I mean, no, there's just sit. nothing Dude, great out there. You, I've tried to do like digital happy hours with people. Sure, It works yeah. for like half an hour. And then once yeah. people get through like their first drink, they're like, I'm going to go to the bar. <laughs> Like, right. I'm just actually going to go right. out like you know. then you get to the then you get to the question of like, why does anybody actually go to a bar? It's because not because the drinks are significantly better than at home, but it's right. like the company. Yeah, the atmosphere, so the, the, it's seeing other people. Like, I forget. I forget who said it. I was watching um, a TikTok um, and it was a I think oh he God, was um, your youth <laughs> TikTok. Jeez, I got to stay in touch with the times, man. I'm getting old. Um <laughs> He was talking about um, why people have trouble getting up in the morning. And I thought it was really interesting because it, it was a very um, instinctual explanation. And obviously, there's lots of reasons why it can be tough to get up sometimes, right? But his whole point was it's tough for people to get up in the morning because their body and subconscious knows that it's going to be more of the same. There's nothing hmm. unexpected that will happen most likely, mm. right? So you kind of already know what your day is. You know that you wake up at seven, maybe you go to the gym, come back, make something to eat real quick, sit down at your computer and start work. Mm-hmm. And then you work throughout your day, you hop into some meetings, maybe some unforeseen requests come in, you have to <laughs> softball some stuff that you didn't really know you'd have to do that day, but that's not really unexpected. That is expected. Mm-hmm. That's your job. It's expected that you'll right that you'll run into those things. Exactly. You might not know what they already. are, but your brain is aware that it's going to potentially happen. Right. Now, right. he compared it to being a kid and having a field trip. You mm. were up at four in the fucking morning, taking a shower, getting dressed, making sure your shoes were, you know, tied and laced and you had a nice shirt on and you had your, your backpack and everything was loaded up and you were at the door by 6 a.m. waiting for mom and dad to take you to the bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You were mm-hmm. up before your parents were up and you had so much energy. It's like, you know, <laughs> a kid drinking two cups of coffee, like just yeah. bouncing off the balls. But it was all natural. And it's because right. your psyche doesn't know what the day holds that Hmm. curiosity that unknown is what drives people to have energy and to Hmm. go and do right Hmm. so i thought that was very interesting and i think that you know it's uh one of those things that's going to be a big draw for the metaverse is that yeah i don't know what could happen when i put this headset on or i don't know what could happen when i plug in 
whatever the right. the interfacing method is at the given time. But yeah, now, that's the draw I of video say, games, man. You don't well, know what's yeah. next most of the time. And once you start right. to know what's next, that's what's called the grind. And that's also mm. in the real world. That's the nine to five grind, the work mm. grind. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept, just two different universes. Right. It's probably the same reason that you're super excited to start a new job or generally pretty excited to start a new job. And then you're like looking for a new one in a couple of years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, why something like New World, I dumped 400 hours into that game over the course of the first two months it was out. I played a ton every single day. And now mm -hmm. I've hit the end game. There's not much there for me right now. There's not more content. Mm -hmm. So I've hit the grind where you're just trying mm -hmm. to max out certain things. Right. That's no longer fun. Some people nah. love to do that, but there's different huh. types of the grind, right? Right. There's the journey and then there's the destination. Hmm. I'm much more of a journey grind. I like to experience the journey hmm. and then get to my destination and say, ah, I made it. Hmm. What's the next journey? Not, you know, let's I'm at get the destination. Quick. Boom, boom, boom. And, let's then, grind. and then, yeah. then, oh, I gotta, you know, yeah. Because it's most efficient or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I will say most of the surprises that come as, as an adult are, are generally negative, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me, brother. Oh, man. Uh, no, yeah. Okay, so should we, uh, should we talk about Bitcoin? Yeah. Or, or not Bitcoin. Uh, Cryptos? Uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it goes hand in hand. Like, you know, you're not going to be using dollars yeah. in, in the metaverse. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's all going to be tied, in my opinion, I think it's all going to be tied to uh, your, you know, trust wallet, your MetaMask, whatever, you know, uh, app they integrate yeah. into this stuff. Um, there's probably going to be proprietary coins, depending on what mm -hmm. verse you're in. I'm already abbreviating mm. it. I'm already creating a slang for it. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, to go back to um, the time and, and value um, coinciding, a lot of games incentivize players to log in by providing daily bonuses mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. uh, weekly login bonuses. Um, right. or achievement <laughs> bonuses for logging in consecutively for 60 days. So, mm. for example, Final Fantasy XIV, if you're subscribed for 60 days, so you've paid two months of subscription, and I th think you have to log in. No, you don't have to log in. It's You have to have been, been subscribed for two consecutive months. You get cosmetics. You get an outfit. Uh. And then you get another one at 90 days and then you get another mm. one up to there's a cap it doesn't keep going infinitely but sure for your first like x amount of months consecutively playing the game they reward you for paying for it mm -hmm. and then yeah i mean yeah. i used to play tons of mobile games like yep. that and i was addicted dude oh mobile games um, are the worst for that yeah what is it uh mobile games are the worst. restaurant story have you heard of that game do you remember restaurant that story dude i i was a what restaurant story fiend what yeah, is so that? i mean you you basically you run a restaurant you you can make foods and you you have to put the food into the you know like the oven or the the microwave or whatever and there's real real world time associated with it 15 minutes oh to make a cake oh my god this you know, is the biggest gotcha game right. <laughs> i'm looking at screenshots oh, yeah, this is, and this is year, many years ago <laughs> but you know it's two funny hours how something like that or whatever yeah right? it's funny how something like that will get you and I was incredibly addicted. But I bet you but could use I mean. you could use the currency to speed up the cook time, right? Oh, absolutely. You could you could use the diamonds, which it was like some obscure amount of diamonds for one dollar, right? Yep. Um, like seven diamonds for a dollar, and then you could use three of them to to bake your cake immediately. Or the whatever. thing is, is it's not obscure. Right. It's the psychological. It's all like, calculated. It's all calculated on the back like, end. Need, they know exactly four sets of diamonds to yeah, like actually be exactly. successful or whatever. It's not just an arbitrary number. These companies, right. when they put those things up for sale, those diamonds or gems or gold or whatever to increase or enhance your gameplay, it is all mm -hmm. calculated on the back end. They know yeah. how many actions per minute you're going to be able to take with that and mm -hmm. what dollar value is associated with your success in the game. Right. They know and what dollar that. value is associated with uh, retention too. Like yes. you spend $1, you're probably retained for another like at least 35 minutes or something. Yep. Right. Yep. Which, which, I mean, I almost paid money. I almost, I pretty much never pay money for, for um, in-game purchases like that. And yeah. I almost did. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what I mean about the world being created by somebody. Right. Cause then yep. even, let's say that's all, you know, we trade diamonds for cryptocurrency. Yeah. Now it's, 
if you spend X amount of time in this game or log in into this, or not even game, this verse, then you get a certain amount of cryptocurrency. But then you can also have a job that's tied to your cryptocurrency. Right. And so, right. So, and, and there's probably going to be all kinds of different cryptos or coins um, right. that Some you're going to want to acquire. Right. right. So, right. if you have like a quote unquote, economy. yeah, a quote unquote stable job, you might be paid in a coin that is more stable. If right. you're doing some more fringe stuff, you might be getting paid in a coin that's necessarily not as stable, but can be used that, for other things. That makes me, right, like buy human body parts or something um, <laughs> <laughs> on the black market. Uh, so that, that makes me question now how much... Um, Damn, how much will, damn, will Mitchell, that got, that got dark, man. That got dark. <laughs> well, the only reason is because I think back in the day, man, people used to yeah. joke about Bitcoin. Yeah. Ago, but they were like, yeah, I had to use Bitcoin to buy a fake ID. Right. And like people were using Bitcoin to buy sketchy Bro, stuff. You don't need a, a you don't need market. fucking Bitcoin to buy a fake ID. Let's be real. <laughs> the good old American dollar can buy you a fake ID. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I, so yeah, no, I, I, I do agree though, right? It's like, I think the question is, how gamified is it going to be and right. what's going to be the, the distinction or separation kind of like i said earlier like if you can have a job that pays you to support your real life mm -hmm. where's the separation between that and your entertainment in the metaverse mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. you work from nine to five then go kill dragons from six to ten well, that is the thought, right? Like right. The, the thought, the hope would be that we retain people so much to the point where they, yeah. well, that, I mean, it behooves the company to have you in as long as possible. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, we already create more value. See, it's and, an attention economy. We already have right. that now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to translate so, in there. Yeah. That, that's what I, I did bring up the question about <laughs> advertising. So, oh, God, I'm going to wake up, dude. put on the headset. And see just a, bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing, bing. See a Netflix advertisement. Oh, yeah. Amazon's uh, going to be all over that. Facebook's oh, going to be all over that. Oh, my God. Amazon's going to be all over Bezos is cooming in his pants thinking about it. So, oh, yeah. suck. You know, I mean, he, yeah. He's gonna, they're going to be like, how can we deliver you uh, virtual things even faster? Yeah. Um, through Amazon. But, you know, I, I did I did bring up the, the thought about government because, yeah. Now, this is a new world, right? We're essentially creating a new civilization. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be labeled as a state or a country or, you know, a county or a city, whatever. Yeah. But whatever it is, it's going to have, I think it'd be naive to say that it's all Facebook driven or, or meta driven, right? It's, it's going to have regulation. Will it? I think, I think so, man. I think once there's real money tied into it, once there's, um, once the, it hits a critical mass where the government starts to realize that the, but you know, it's many of their supporters, but it's virtual. Right. So like, I think, I think you're right to an extent, but I do think that the majority of the control is going to be in the hands of the developer. I really do. Hmm. Because I, it's I, just, I do, it's, I do it's think majority. so much territory to cover. Like I do think majority, but wouldn't you, know? you say not even now with, something like social media, right? Almost all the power is in the hand of the developers. Mm -hmm. But as we've seen, government has tried to encroach on that yeah. more and more yeah. year, right? Right. With censorship and, sure. and monopolization and, and yeah. other things like that. I think as that stuff starts to encroach in the metaverse too, mm -hmm. with those same, you know, I mean, people are greedy. They're, companies oh, yeah. are going to do, they're going to repeat the same things that have yeah, happened course, in the real course, world, right? Of course. And so you'll try to monopolize the metaverse. Probably you'll try to make sure as many people as possible are on your platform specifically. And when that happens, when it hits critical mass and you got maybe 200 million people in the United States on it, then I think, you know, that government that, gets involved. Yeah. I, I do think that that is, that's reason for the government to start to step in. And I mean, especially with, I mean, government already wants to, to regulate cryptos right cryptocurrency they're trying and, they're, and get they're their trying. share of it it's right? not going to happen though because uh, i was going to say in response to this like this whole movement also like it ties in right with DeFi, like decent decentralized finance like it ties mm. into this movement of decentralization as a whole disconnecting mm -hmm. for the government not letting the powers that be uh control your financial standing or your upward mobility or the choices that you make because a lot of the things that we take as concrete fact or givens in our life really aren't 
Um, a lot of things are kind of spoon fed to us from a young age of this is how the world works and this is how you do this and this is how you do that. And this is just the way it is. And it's mm -hmm. not true. Um, this world, just like a virtual one, was built by people who put rules in place and said, this is how the game is played. Mm hmm. At a, at a high level, that's it's true. the same thing. No, I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, this world was was created. I mean, it was. And the rules right. were written, and the people that created it reap the benefits. For sure, yeah. That That is very true. I, I just still think that government's always looking to get there. Oh, yeah. Their, no, uh, they're going to get their beak wet. They're going to get their beak wet. I will say Yeah, no, 100%. You know, that, you know I mean, if they're... I mean, the, the metaverse brings up a great opportunity to be to be a target for yeah for i guess hacking i guess for... uh yeah 100 percent. so i guess my, my question is what role do you think the government would really play oh in something see, like i think the then we're getting into philosophical oh, right like what role yeah. does government play at all <laughs> <laughs> some would say that government just needs to uh keep us safe and yeah and um you know have some bare bones laws within the country right. the rest is right you know so others I... would say that you know government is responsible for the well-being of everybody to yeah, every extent in their totally, lives, right? totally. Philosophical difference. Yeah, I, I think uh, my, my opinion, and, and real quick, is in terms of something like this, I think the government needs to be there to protect the users um, and keep the owners uh, in check and make sure that we are not being taken advantage of in a way that is, you know, criminal. Um, mm -hmm. And then also protect us against, uh, like you said, hackers or some type of malicious uh, uh, intent within the metaverse. Um, now, obviously the owner of the verse uh, will also try to do that. But once you go beyond the game or the verse, then, you know, perhaps the government should have some type of control for, you know, protection and, and remedying. But in my opinion, in, in the verse, I don't think they should have much control. I mean, it'd be really freaking weird if you're, you know, in a fantasy world, uh, flying around, questing and, you know, leveling up and gathering loot and you go to a town and you're walking around and there's like government agents like <laughs> in avatars, like patrolling the yeah. streets, being like, you can't peddle your goods here. Dragon eggs can only be sold in Varrock. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Like, I'm going to sell my dragon eggs wherever I want, you bitch. Like, yeah. you know, so like, well, it brings up a good question. You know about... what I mean? Like, are they going to regulate trade within? It's just it could go so freaking deep. I, I think it brings up a good point about can, can you do? illegal things yeah. in the metaverse like yeah. i mean is i mean killing a dragon is one thing that that seems i mean yeah. there's probably no law about that right that's totally that's probably part illegal. of part of the thing yeah but could you could you um rob somebody via via hacking or something with no consequences no so i think right? that would and be the, is that regulated by the government so or, i think or the governing party i think that would Facebook. be regulated by the governing party I think the verse would be in okay. charge yeah. of trying to prevent and control that. Cause right now, um, you know, hacking is a big problem and exploit uh, exploiting in video games is a big problem, but there's a difference, right? So exploiting is finding a weak point in the game's code that'll allow you to profit in one mm -hmm. way or another, whether mm -hmm. that's fast leveling, because for example, in new world, um, they had some oversights in their code and there were certain areas around the map where enemies would just spawn on top of each other based on proximity of players. So let me give you an example. There's one called Boar's Home. Pretty self-explanatory. Lots of boars. Uh, mm -hmm. You would go there alone. There'd be like five boars. You'd kill the boars. Bye bye boars. They'll come back in like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But if 30 people are there, it's just an infinite spawn of boars because the game mm. is basing its spawn rate off of how many people are in the vicinity. Mm -hmm. So what people were doing is like 30, 40 people would just go to this spot and just kill boars yeah. and level up super freaking fast. Experience. Exactly. Right. Um, and you can also skin them for skinning XP, which is a whole mm. a, a subset, a subclass. But again, farm it for XP. So that's mm -hmm. kind of that's an exploit, right? It's not malicious. It's a gain to the user that the creator didn't intend. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a bannable offense. People were, people started getting banned for doing stuff like that because uh, it's not the way the game was intended to be played. And it's very mm -hmm. obvious <laughs> that that's not how it's supposed to be. People knew what they were doing, right? Um, 
cheating is different. Cheating is you've either gone into the code or found a way to get past a firewall or whatever it is, the anti-cheat system, and you are speed hacking, damage hacking, invulnerability, um, flying when you're not supposed to be able to fly, uh, whatever it is. And then in, in that sense, you are putting yourself above and beyond the capability of the other players making you I mean, unbeatable, right? And you reap rewards from it that way if the game is set for it. So my example here would be Escape from Tarkov. It's a very realistic military simulator. When you go into a map, you bring gear with you. The goal is to loot and kill and then take stuff out. In that game, hacking is real bad because if someone has speed hacking, stamina hacking, so they can, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They can move fast as fuck anyway. They're not like trucking around like everyone else. They can, you know, and then they're invincible. They just go around the map, kill all 15 players, and then bounce with all the loot. So you just ruined everyone's game experience, but you're sitting pretty, you know, taking all that gear to the to the bank. In an in a in a verse, that could be. <laughs> I mean, that could ruin someone, right? If it's right. connected back to crypto or NFTs, if you could break into someone's what... house and steal their NFTs off the wall. Yeah, and so with an institution like Meta creating this brave new world that yep. we'll all be a part of. They have the ability to, like we said earlier, restrict access, strip you of your, you know, financial, um, the, the, the financial rewards that you've gotten, strip you of your social right. status. Yeah. Um, take away every, take away your life basically. And yeah. so I think that's where I was getting at earlier with, with the government interaction. Oh, I see. You know, saying that I, I actually think we need protection, not only from external, like, let's say Russian or, or Chinese hackers or something, but the owners. But also, Right. The owners to say, like, how much power do they have over your your life in the metaverse, your social status, your monetary yeah. value? And I think that that's where government potentially has has a role here. That's a really good point. I mean, honestly, you know, now that I think about it, uh, you're dead on. Um, do we really want to leave uh, the entirety of, of that control to the company and say, oh, yes, they're benevolent and, you know, mm -hmm. they're never going to do any wrong or uh, ban someone incorrectly or, you know, anything along those lines. Because, I mean, that's just not the case. I've had friends right. that were banned from games that they've spent hundreds or thousands of hours in unjustly uh, for saying one thing in chat that, you know, was not even that bad or, you know, uh, maybe it just rubbed someone the wrong way or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do agree, especially when that much weight will be attached to these avatars and these profiles that potentially there should be a little bit more government protection involved just, you know, for that for that sake. I mean, right, dude, I'll tell you right now when the metaverse really hits, like I'll be a part of it for sure. And I mm -hmm. guarantee you I will have either invested money or earned money in it. And if I get banned without a reason and then I can't get that stuff, then, yeah, I mean, I would be I would be a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, who wouldn't yeah. be right? And um, not to say that government isn't doing that today in this real world that, yeah. you know, the yeah. founding fathers or, yeah. or the you know older generations sure. created. Right. They, sure. the, the society today unjustly punishes you know certain groups of people and certain people in general. Yeah. And, and also makes mistakes just yeah. like the developers of a meta metaverse would. Oh yeah. And so I, I think it's just, it's hard to find that balance of, you know, like, right. And I, you can know, can you do illegal things in the metaverse and what should be the punishment? And also again, like we're also not at the point yet where our technology, our code is infallible. Like mm -hmm. uh, for example, again, I use it as an example a couple times because it's, you know, most recent, but uh new world, Amazon's game. Um, for all of its successes, it's had a lot of failures. For example, uh, there's an auction house in that game. It's a player market base. You can put crafted items or items that you found in the world and you can sell them, whether it's food or potions or armor or weapons or whatever, um, you can put them up for sale. There was a bug that came out in a patch that they used to fix other things that broke the market where you weren't getting paid on your transactions if you were offline. Mm. So things would sell, people would pay, and you wouldn't get the money, but the item would be in their possession. Interesting. Yeah. So again, before we even get to all of this stuff, you know, with mm -hmm. uh, 
a verse that's fully functional and yeah. uh, so enticing Laws that you want to spend. Yeah, and, before right, we even right. get there, the, the code the code has to be rock solid. Right. You know, not something that is so fickle and easily exploitable or easily broken. Um, you know, and and code is code is a tough thing to master. So I think we're definitely yeah. on the way there. But yeah, I mean, even I think it's that, good to you know, it's really good to talk about it now though knowing yes. that we're creating this world right oh, it's if we're up. already yeah. i mean in in the real world we're generally when we're having these conversations we're already in it part of a society that's functioning right. with yeah. you know economies and laws yeah. and now but when we're creating this is like a master planned neighborhood basically like <laughs> yeah. a, a master planned city right <laughs> yeah which uh there yeah. you know there are a few of those around the world but the, i mean it I think to have the foresight, like we have to plan this out really well because I, I, yeah, I do think we can adopt the technology and start to get into this slowly, but I think there'll be a point where it's like too late. Like, oh, I, I have a question, like is social media, like, are we too late on social media? Like how oh, much detriment I mean, has that cost? We right? have to run a lot back. I mean, another thing about meta that we just didn't really bring up here and that I will briefly, cause I don't really want to get bogged down in this, like to, to be honest, uh-huh. but I mean, meta was a publicity stunt as well. Now, oh yeah, I, I know they needed a, a brand relift. They needed an out, yeah. So, well, that, that is very true. That is very true. Yeah, that. and so well, you know, it's it's all well and good that they're trying to do something so um, uh, forward thinking, uh, which I will commend them for that. I mean, it is a mm-hmm. huge undertaking, and it is definitely the next step uh, for you know the internet and uh, the information age. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a publicity stunt at the same time. The timing was not uh, random. Uh, right. by any means. Um, so one thing I do also want to bring up, and I will link it here in the comments, is uh, UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, did a law review in April of 2018 uh, about law, virtual reality, and augmented reality. And it's a qu- it's quite a long document. It's 88 pages. Um, but I've read through some of it, and it's very interesting, some of the things that they brought up. So uh, without going into too much detail, some of the other pitfalls that I think we have to be aware of, especially with augmented reality uh, over virtual or the metaverse, um, but could potentially also still play into things um, is, for example, Pokemon Go uh, in certain areas of the world. uh, Radioactive sites are still a thing. Mm. Um, Mm. Pokemon were spawning in radioactive sites Mm. and people who did not realize for one reason or another we're mm-hmm. going into these radioactive hazardous sites to catch augmented reality Pokemon. Hey, they probably were pretty good Pokemon though. I've got, they must've been at least like three star or four star. I mean, dude, I'm trying to defend my gym, you know, like I need to get, yeah. <laughs> so no, that's you know, a good point. Though. I mean, but what about private property too? I, exactly. Private property. Yep. Where, exactly. Right, yeah. Right. That's another thing that's brought up. Um, and so, I guess my point here is in virtual reality in the metaverse, that similar kind of thing can happen. Even though you're not Mm. physically in a place, servers are a thing and Mm. countries have different laws when it comes to the internet. China, for example, has very radically different uh, use of access and uh, use cases of the internet than America does. So Mm -hmm. in a metaverse, if you're interacting from someone in China or interacting with someone that's living in China and you go to their residence, are you technically crossing state bounds like country, not state country boundaries? Are you going Mm. international or is it kind of like, you know, open waters, international waters? Mm. Is it based on where the host server is or is it based on Mm. where the avatar is located? Again, all these things, right? Like there it's to your point. I think you bring up a really good point. Where do the governments get involved? How do they get involved? How much do they get involved? You know, it, it's it's quite mind-boggling to try to think about it all because, you know, it's it's a huge, it's a universe. I mean, we're talking yeah. about another reality. It's going to have right. all of the nuance and all of the detail of this one and more. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Mitch. I think we got to keep this one open. What do you think? Yeah, keep it open, man. We're <laughs> in for a whirlwind. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... I'll wrap it up by saying I'm just so excited to see where it all goes. Uh, it's yeah, going to be exciting. I, it's going to be so I exciting. Think in the, at, at least, you know, definitely in the in the first few years, there's so much exciting innovation yeah. that's going to happen. It's going to be 
pretty much all good, man. Yeah. I think it's really, it really is five, 10 years from now when we start seeing some of the downfalls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really optimistic for at least the next few years just to see where everything goes. It's just, it's so cool to see. Yeah. I think maybe on the next one, we should talk a little bit more in depth about um, NFTs and crypto. Um, okay. and mm-hmm. kind of talk about how that will play into all this stuff and, and a little bit about that landscape. Cause I personally have been getting into it a lot. I still don't understand a ton about it, but I've been trying to educate myself and I think it's really interesting and will tie back to this conversation. So you game. Yeah, that sounds good, man. I don't know awesome. a lot about it either, but I'll do some research. Yeah, no. And then again, like you said, you know, thinking about this stuff now is, is good to do because <laughs> five years from now, I mean, it'll be too late i mean we're creating the the war right now right exactly exactly so well cool man all right another good conversation another great one uh again i love this conversation i was stoked on this one when we decided to talk about the metaverse today uh thank you guys for joining as always if you enjoyed the content hit the little button below on youtube follow on spotify or twitter or instagram blow us up on the socials we want to get the word out there and uh we'll see you on the next one Thanks, everybody. Later.